Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Character, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And a guy who knows of and knows Albert Pujols well is Brad Osmus, now the bench coach for the Oakland Athletics, former Angels manager, former Astros catcher. And Brad joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Brad, thanks so much for the time this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Good. So you're with the A's now. You were with the Angels. You were with the Astros. You're, you're hitting all the A's here. <laughs> I am at top of the alphabet. <laughs> hey, you had the opportunity, of course, to manage Albert Pools a couple of years ago. He's back with the Cardinals now. And one of the reasons that we wanted to get you on is to get your impressions of what he does for a team, what he does for a group of young players. Well, he's the ultimate pro, really. I've, I've known Albert for, for decades now from playing against each other uh, when he came up with the Cardinals and I was with Houston. And then, uh, of course, being in Anaheim, he's, and he's just a pro. He's got a lot of experience. He's a very smart baseball player. He was actually a very smart baseball player, even as a young major leaguer. Um, and it looked like, especially once he got to the Dodgers, kind of embraced his role as the mentor part-time player. And I think that's what he'll continue to do for, the, for uh, St. Louis. Brad, you were there for Albert Pujols' first game back in St. Louis. It was quite the scene at Bush Stadium. Take us back to that moment. There's there's a special connection between Cardinals fans and Albert, but what was it like for you to see him get that reception when he returned to St. Louis? Well, there's no question there's a special connection. I think that connection goes both ways, too. It's not just the fans uh, adoring Albert. Albert adores the fans of St. Louis. Uh, and it was uh, that whole series was special. Um, you know, Yachty giving every time Albert came up, basically – <laughs> or Yachty gave uh, the fans a chance to cheer him, and uh, then Albert hit a home run that series, and uh, he uh, he really enjoyed it, and uh, I actually really enjoyed it as a manager because I know the history between the St. Louis Cardinal fans and, and Albert. At that time, Brad, Albert was clearly involved with the Angels, and he was locked into what he was doing, but did you ever have a conversation with him after that about maybe returning to St. Louis or what that moment meant to him? Uh, I talked to him about going there as an angel. I'd never really talked to Albert about returning as a player uh, in a St. Louis Cardinal uniform. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't something I wanted to discuss at the time <laughs> when he was with the Angels. Sure. <laughs> Former Major League catcher and manager, and now the bench coach for the A's, Brad Awesome, is joining us on 101 ESPN. And Brad, you came up in 1993, and you were a young player with those Padres teams under Bruce Bochy. And you know the difference now better than anybody between a young player then and a young player now. How does a mentor-type player, even somebody as prolific as Albert Pujols, how does he deal with young players? How how are young players different, and will they approach a guy like that these days? Well, you know, young players now, probably from a 
skill level are much more advanced than they were in the mid nineties. Uh, just because there's all these training techniques and training facilities and travel teams and, you know, uh, perfect game, all these things that the physical talents of baseball players that are drafted and eventually get to the big leagues is, is much better than it was 15, 20 years ago. Um, let alone 30 years ago. But the one thing that you can't really teach at uh, a baseball facility uh, or even really uh, on a travel team is the experience of playing baseball at the major league level. Uh, it, it comes with a lot of things that are uh, that must be experienced. They can't be taught. Um, and only someone that has gone through it, which Albert has, um, can relay – what that feels like, what the message is, and how to handle it. And, uh, you know, Albert's experienced it on all levels from from being a, a star rookie to being a World Series champion uh, to be an, a- an aging veteran. Um, and there's parts of the game, uh, base running stands out, that is very difficult to train for. You have to really experience it or have someone – talk to you about it and speed up that learning curve. And I think that's exactly where Albert will be valuable to young players, whether young players come to him or not. I think Albert will offer it for him. Brad, there's a laundry list of amazing moments that we've seen Albert Pujols have during his career, a three home run game in the World Series. But I think for so many people, the one that will always stand out is that monster home run off of Brad Lidge and uh, the ninth in game five of the 2005 NLDS. You were obviously a part of that game and had the iconic line on the flight back when you got on the speakerphone and said, if you look out the left side of the plane, you'll see Albert's home run. (laughs) It is orbiting the earth, which, which kind of broke the ice. But take us through what that moment was like from your vantage point, because I don't know if I've ever seen the air get sucked out of a stadium the way I saw Albert's home run do that day? Oh, there's no question it sucked the air out of the stadium. The way I described it is, you know, the roof was closed in Houston and the fans were going nuts uh, on their feet, screaming. I I had to yell to talk to the umpire. That's how loud it was. And then Albert hit the home run and, you know, once it bounced off the glass, I could hear people in the center field restaurant talking to each other. I mean, it went from it went from so loud I couldn't talk to the person next to me to so quiet I could hear someone a hundred yards away. And it's amazing. And here in St. Louis, when we talk about Albert's home runs, and Michelle brought up the three in the World Series and all the walk offs and all the big home runs, he hit four hundred and forty five home runs in the regular season here, and that's one of the top three Albert home runs, even in a losing series. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean. Fortunately for us, we came back and won when we got to St. Louis. But uh, I think it's the moment and just the 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 sheer strength that was involved in hitting the ball. You know, it had to be it would have landed 500 feet away from where he was standing, and it was almost a line drive as it it hit the back there. And it, you know, and of course it it put them in front and then won them the game uh, in, a, in a huge situation in the NLCS. So uh, it was impressive, and I think. Part of what you're talking about, sucking the air out of the stadium, made it more impressive because he he literally silenced 40,000 people. And we talked about the the flight. Was there a method to your madness? Did you want to break some tension when you grabbed the the airplane microphone there? You know, what it was, we, we were getting on the bus and people were down. You could tell there was just this defeatist feeling uh, on the bus. So when I was getting on the plane, I actually went to the pilot and said, hey, when you get 
to your cruising altitude, can you say this? And the pilot didn't want to do it. He was afraid someone would be upset. And I said, don't worry about it. I'll take the heat. You got to do it. So I, I didn't get on the, the mic. The pilot actually oh, did wow. it. And Brad Lidge was sitting about three rows in front of me uh, on the aisle when he said it. And he looked back, like, like trying to act angry. And then he saw me smiling and kind of <laughs> let, let the tension out of the plane a little. Oh, I can understand why the pilot might not want to make that joke. <laughs> no, he, he did, though. It worked. It worked well. That's good. Well, I want to go back, Brad, to us talking about Albert Pujols as a mentor, as a mentor. Mike Trout has spoken about uh, the fact that Albert Pujols has really helped him and guided him along in his career. They seem to have a really special relationship. Can you share with us a little bit about how Albert Pujols helped mentor Mike Trout? Well, Trouty, Trouty has a lot of respect for what Albert has done in his career, and I think Albert has gone about his business the right way. I think that's probably the biggest message that got relayed uh, from from Albert to Trouty is uh, you know, because they've had they have similar career patterns. They're both very good, very young. Um, they're both on Hall of Fame tracks. Um, but I think the one the one message that Albert has sent clearly was you you go about your business the right way. You be a professional and you try to help the team win. And that's exactly how Trouty goes about his business now. Hey, Brad, one more thing from me, and it's in regards to your club this year because, obviously, you've made some trades. You've gotten into coaching and managing, and the the essence of coaching and managing is teaching. I, I would think that when you get back to the essence of coaching and managing, it's kind of fun. Even though the expectations aren't extraordinary, you get to see young guys get better every day. It's fun. You know, the, the process of developing players, is helping players develop is fun. Uh, the competition during the course of the game is fun, but make no mistake, we want to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the goal in sports is to win games. And so uh, regardless of what's happened uh, or what trades are made, what signings have been made or haven't been made, uh, the goal is to win the game. So when you step on the field on a daily basis, that's, uh, that's the aim. And then last thing for me, Brad, we were having this conversation on the show today, and I'd love to get your take on it. With the analytics movement, a lot of front offices are working in lockstep with managers these days. And you're, you're an old school baseball guy, and the role that managers used to play is very different than what we see today. So when you have the title of manager, how do you effectively collaborate with a modern front office? Well, you just have to be able to digest and kind of disseminate the information that's there, I think, uh Managers are still unique from front offices for the most part in the sense that they have experience being on the dirt, being on the grass, playing in a game, understanding the emotions that can't necessarily be calculated. Uh, But you have to be able to understand what the numbers mean and really how to put them into baseball lingo. You know, just take bits of information and and make it usable for baseball players who aren't necessarily data analysts. So you you have to be uh, fluent in baseball and fluent in, in data. Brad, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for your insight on Albert and what he'll bring to the 2022 Cardinals. We appreciate it, and have a good year with the A's. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That is the former Astros catcher, former Angels and Tigers manager, Brad Osmus. And by the way, a a Dartmouth grad, smart guy, joining us on 101 ESPN.